With Jessica and Mickey, um, this is episode maybe forty-two, maybe forty-one. We're not really sure, but we're in the forties now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're not really keeping track anymore, <laughs> um, as far as you know what episodes what. Um, we have a special guest here. We do have a special guest here, Carrie. Carrie hi. Creepy Carrie. That's right, Carrie. Real quickly, uh, if somebody wanted to buy some stuff like clothes or pins or patches, where could they go? Oh, my gosh. I have the most amazing shop, suckerpunchedco.com. And, um, yes, and I actually just came out with a Prince vest, and it's fucking amazing. So please yeah. check it out if it's still available. If you love it Prince, is. which everyone should and does. Oh, and there's check. a Hellraiser vest coming out next week. So oh, wow. Extra large. Now you just got to make them both, <laughs> like combine them. Yeah, a Prince and Hellraiser. Um. Jess, uh, have you seen anything? Yeah, so, okay, what I saw was Captain Marvel. Now, for some reason, there's all this controversy regarding this film. And I am a little annoyed by it because I I did see it. Um, I really liked it. It is a typical Marvel film. And when I say that, there's enough of them now, so you can kind of tell where the average is. Um, It's not bad at all. I thought it was funny. I feel like the movie felt rushed. I do feel like they should have taken more time with her. Um, they should have introduced her a lot earlier instead of in, like, the third act, you know? Um, and and I think that's some people's problem um, with her. But they follow her plot line pretty closely. I really like Brie Larson. Uh, I, I like Jude Law. I mean, it's really not a bad film. It's super enjoyable. Again, it's a typical Marvel film. It's not, like, one of the best, but it's pretty decent. And a lot of, like, weird comic book fanboys were all mad at her because they thought she said something... You know, about how this movie wasn't made for um, for them, for, you know, 40-year-old white men. But she was talking about A Wrinkle in Time, so I don't know why everyone's so upset. I think they also, she also did the same thing where she wanted an all-girl screening of Captain Marvel. And, you know, people just went to the internet to talk massive shit before even seeing the film. So it was, like, oh, really strange. And then she said something about wanting to have, like, an all-female Avengers. And, like, the comments were appalling appalling it's so crazy how people internalized that um to hating brie larson for no reason like i got into a weird argument with a friend just about because he's like i don't like her she's not likable she says things like this and it's like dude the trickle down effect from just her saying her mind is really sad and upsetting i i mean i agree that there is i mean i I haven't seen Captain Marvel, which I plan. But on we seeing. talked about. So there's one side. There's like overkill because we yeah. talked about that before. But I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is like I agree there is something kind of unlikable about Brie Larson. I don't think it's. What? I don't think it's because she like you know anything that she. There's just something about her that I just I find really almost. Remember because we were talking about this before mm. we were recording. Well, we were talking about stuff earlier, and, and you mentioned Lena Dunham, and I was like, I like Brie Larson more than that. But <laughs> I, I I kind of I there, there's something about. Both of them that kind of like irritate me. Um, and it's nothing to do with like, you know, like I said, like, well, I mean, Lena Dunham said that bullshit at the. Yeah, Lena Dunham, we have reasons for yeah. it, but, but what have, what have Brie, Brie Larson, Larson done? I don't know. It's just like, I don't, I mean, I, 
I think she the, didn't clap for Casey Affleck. That was like a big thing when, I remember he, that. when he won an award. And then she clapped for all the victims coming up. Like there are little pieces of that that like women are you know yeah. see that I guess. I, I think the one I say that I don't I don't find her likable is I don't think I've ever really liked her in a movie. It's Did you not, ever see Room? I didn't see Room, and that's that's Dude, what I'm But like, people talk shit without seeing a bunch of her movies. Room is one people of people do that of all time about a lot of different people. <laughs> Uh, room, and then uh, she was also in Free Fire. Didn't we see that? I did not see that. Oh, you yeah. saw that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw it again. All right. <laughs> I saw it, and so people, what they don't, I think maybe they think she, that she hasn't been in a lot of movies, but she has. I think she was okay in Scott Pilgrim. Mainstream, yeah. There's something else she was in, but I can't remember what it was. But there was something I was like, oh yeah, Brie Larson's in that. But anyway, um, Captain Marvel, good. Yeah. I really liked it. I, it's definitely worth watching. It's worth seeing in the movie theater. It is fun. You know, the dialogue's a little campy because they're trying, all the movies I think are trying hard to have that like witty banter feel. I'll, I'll tell you why I wasn't like, because I, I was really excited about, about it. And then like the reviews start coming in. I don't usually follow reviews, but the one thing that I was kind of looking for was they were like, it's okay. It's not, a, it's no Black Panther. And I felt like, you Black Panther really set the the bar high, and you should at least be hitting that bar or going above it. And I felt like someone, you know, for like a female driven Marvel film, they should be at least hitting Black Panther's level, you know, as far as like yeah, quality. But that's, and, I mean, I don't know. It's it's just opinion. I I feel like the problem was is that they introduced her character too late. Oh uh, yeah, well that's a given. I mean, like especially to make her be like. Because they're really hyping her to be a big part of, of the new Avengers. And, like, my girl, like Kate yeah, saw it. Yeah, but I guess they were supposed to introduce her in Infinity War, and they didn't. Right. Because they wanted her to have her own film, which is fair, but they should have had the film then previously. I agree. Because they didn't give it fans enough time to, like, acclimate to her when there's already, seriously, ten years worth of film. Sure. And then she's supposed to be, like, the saving character. And, yeah, know, no, like, it's funny, because Kate saw it the other night, and my girlfriend, and she had, she kind of, she's, she's not a comic book person, so she was like, I just don't understand why they didn't introduce her sooner if she's supposed to be, like, super powerful and all this stuff. And I was like, very good question. I don't know why either. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know the rhyme or reason behind what Marvel's doing. Um, I mean, I, I'm glad that Captain, Mar Captain Marvel is doing well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I really enjoyed Wonder Woman, you know? So, like, I think that there is, you know, there's totally... There's, there should be a place for female-driven. I like driven. Wonder Woman, yeah. I thought Wonder Woman was great, except for the last 10 minutes where I was, like I said this before on one of our episodes, I feel like somebody spilled coffee on the last 10 pages of the script, <laughs> and they didn't have any backup, so they just kind of winged it, and I was like, man, this movie was great up until some of the, the shittiest fucking dialogue I've ever heard in a movie happens in the yeah. last 10 minutes of Wonder Woman. But I really enjoyed that, so I, I don't see why... I, it makes me sad that it's a big deal that there's a female-driven superhero movie because it's like, yeah, there should obviously, you know, like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it, it's not that I, I don't understand or appreciate that it's a big deal. It's that why should it be a big deal? It should be commonplace. You know, we should have you know a female-driven superhero movie. We should have a a, a, yeah. a black-driven you know superhero movie. And um, it's it just it's a shame that there's like, it's kind of like with the female Ghostbusters. It's like people kind of get caught up in the politics of it and not judge the movie on its own merit you know yeah. like ghostbusters did not deserve the backlash that it got ghostbusters was a shitty movie yeah it was yeah. a bad movie but it made me and it made me sad i was like man they did not deserve the amount of crap that it got it should it deserved well it did deserve the amount of crap, crap it got but not because it was a female ghostbusters because it was a garbage movie yeah that like was a soulless 
remake <laughs> of a established you know what i mean like uh, so it, it's yeah. it's a shame when like people like because like if you didn't like ghostbusters or if you didn't like wonder woman it was like oh you're being a sexist asshole and it's like you, there's 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 certain, yeah, certain cases my, where that is true you know yeah yeah certain cases are because you see the comments about exactly instead about her instead of the actual film. Yeah, exactly. And it's like what a fucking what's a, what a shame that you can't just fucking watch a movie and go, hey, this is done really well. I mean, again, Ghostbusters, garbage movie. <laughs> it was garbage, and it wasn't because of the, okay. it wasn't because of the you cast. Hate Ghostbusters. I hate. I did. I, I the first twenty minutes, I was laughing I hysterically. Didn't see it. It was funny. I and, tried and to watch it, and it was garbage, and it I is. turned it off. It's, it is garbage. And I fucking love Ghostbusters, exactly. and they fucking ruined it. And you they know how I feel ruin about... ruin it. They're going to make They are making movies, it. Have you not you seen... The, did you see the teaser I for that? I did. Well, no, I didn't see the teaser. Oh, it's I heard, actually really cool. I heard about the film, though, but I'm like, not bothered, you know? Like, no. I mean, and, and that's the problem, too, is that, like, that's what these, these fanboys don't get, is that, like, okay, you don't like Captain Marvel, or you don't like this. It doesn't take away... Anything else from you, you know? Just yeah. like the new Ghostbusters, I rewatched the original uh, a few weeks ago, and I was like, "God, this movie's still great." And I don't yeah. go, "God, this movie's so great," but fuck it, they did this. And it was oh like, yeah, mm. I hate Preacher. I've talked about that, but I'm not going on all the actors' pages and being like, "You're a fucking piece of shit," and your family right. deserves to die. Exactly. You know, like those people are weird and crazy. Like, stop doing that. Well, dudes are white. Dudes are pieces of yeah, shit, and I say know, this as a white dude, you know, who's a, you know, a piece of shit. But like, yeah. Um, but notable, notable piece of <laughs> shit. But no, I just I I you know the new Ghostbusters would like was uh it was a bad movie. Wonder Woman was a great is a great movie except for the end. You know uh, yeah. I really I'm really have a problem with that ending. But the rest of the movie I was like I was fucking in love with it. Um, so wait, um, what did you see since we're oh yeah 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 because you you have something to tell me. Okay, so so my birthday was last Thursday. And so, you know, I, I woke up, I, I took the days off from work, I was like, I know, all I want to do is just chill. And I watched Happy Birthday to Me, which I don't know if you guys ever, it was an 80s slasher film from Canada. Yes. It's great, it's fantastic, it's got a very iconic cover with the skewer going into the guy's mouth. Super cool. <laughs> then, um, you know, I just, my girlfriend and I went out to dinner, and then later on in the night, uh, inc- coincidentally, it was, it was midnight, so at this point, it's not technically not my birthday anymore. It's uh, March 8th, which was, I, wasn't that International Women's Day? Yes. Okay, this was. is purely coincidental, <laughs> but I got, I didn't realize how high I got. I took some edibles and <laughs> I sat, I have a bunch of videos. Edibles. I have, a, I, have a, I, I have a stack of videos and DVDs and I'm like, I need to watch this. I bought this, I need to watch it, you know, or it's just taking up space. And I decided to watch a movie I haven't seen since I was a kid and it was The Legend of Billie Jean. Oh, oh wow! And that, I knew, this is the movie. Okay. And I okay. knew I was so high. I knew I was high because yeah. I just looked at my girlfriend afterwards, like, "What's I've fair be is high. fair." I was like, "I've got to be super high because yeah. this is the greatest movie I've ever seen," and it's a great movie. And like I said, like I remember bits and pieces of it, but again, it's been hasn't been since I was a kid. But I was fucking in love with that movie, and I was like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, this is the greatest movie ever made." I don't know why, it, you know. And I was like, "Why hasn't that movie been remade?" Because I think it could be done. That's a remake I don't think I would mind. Because it I'm like, could, but su- there's going to be trolls just shitting all over it. I can see it now. Uh, but, I mean, legend. I forgot how great of a movie it was. Um, you know, Helen Slater. Yeah. Awesome. You know, the original Supergirl. Yeah, which was my favorite movie growing up. I was talking about it the other day because I was talking about Helen Slater and Legend mm-hmm. of Billie Jean. I was like, yeah, dude, I would get that DC Universe like yeah. thing just so, so I can watch the like super, you know the old Supergirl or old Batman movies. But, um Great fucking movie. Christian, no relation Slater. 
uh, in it. Um, Dean Stockwell, uh, Peter Coyote, who is like the nice FBI agent in E.T., who is like kind of cool. He's kind of like he kind of plays the same role. It's like he like got demoted. Now he's just like a cop who's just like he totally gets where everybody's coming from. But he's he's got to work for the man, you know, and then um, and then Keith Gordon, who is in Christine yeah. and, and all that. And like, um, the you know, he was the lead character and he plays that weird like movie dork that like ends up becoming their hostage by voluntarily Mm. and like you know becomes the love interest i fucking loved that i was like i hadn't had so much fun watching a movie and and i i really hope it wasn't just the edibles that was like really just fucking (laughs) fire me up it's been a while but you know what like tbs used to show it yeah and stuff like that so it hadn't it must have not been that long ago it's a solid flick yeah it's solid dude it's Solid. solid i fucking loved it and then um Last night I was like, because you know I don't watch new stuff for this, you know, for the podcast. Usually I'm like, oh, I watch, I rewatch this or I rewatch that. So I watched uh, Queen of Hollywood Boulevard, which oh, yeah. I really wanted to see at Beyond Fest, and it sucked. Yeah, I really wanted to like it. Like the opening credits is like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna, this is right up my alley, and I just, it was just so fucking bad. Like it was, it was, um, it was really. Yeah, really I, shitty. I feel like when I saw the trailer, I was like, "This could either be really good or really fucking bad." And yeah, I guess it was bad. It was really bad. Um, I I don't know what else to say about it. It's just like so many. It was one of those movies that when I was watching, I was like, "I have worked on films like this." Yeah, where I'm like w- working on it and I'm listening to the dialogue and I'm like, "Did anybody read this fucking shit before?" Like they they decided they rolled the cameras. You know, it's like. And I get it. It's supposed to be stylized because it's supposed to be like this, like, you know, film noir, you know, but it just wasn't that good. The lead actress was great. Yeah. Um, but the movie just fucking sucked. It was so bad. And um, I was really sucks. disappointed. Yeah. I, uh, it was, a, it, but I'm, it was a miss. But uh, you know what I'm excited for? Did You saw the trailer because I, I made you watch it for what? Midsummer. Yeah. Um, the new Ari Aster film who did Hereditary. Um, it's so bright. Looking and it, it, that oh. I think scares the shit out of me. Also, um, I can't remember her name, but she was in Lady Macbeth, and she's one that like pops up now in a lot of film that I watch. Uh-huh. Um, and I I really like her. Um, so we'll see. I feel like yeah, I like the trailer. I mean, like like I said to you before, and I don't mean this in a in a negative way. I think this. It remind was very reminiscent in the original Wicker Man, yeah. which I was like, "Fuck, I really need to sit down and rewatch that." I think that. those type of culty folk. Well, there was yeah, a, like religious. They, they, I think they'll always. There was a term for it um, that was coined by I think Mark Gaddis, um, who was who uh, he's in Game of Thrones. He yeah. co-wrote Sherlock, all that stuff, and he called it folk horror because in yeah. the seventies there was a lot of those British horror films with like, you know, Wicker Man, Blood on Satan's Claw, all that stuff, where it's like very like. Mm-hmm. Very much like that. So I, it looks like kind of like a throwback to that, which I'm really into. So Yeah. And then the the trailer, obviously, for Endgame, which yeah. is yeah, an I mean, enormous it, piece of the universe right now. Well, it's the it's the uh, the penultimate story. I mean... Yeah. I mean, I wonder how they're going to take it, because obviously it differs. There's, like, other characters, you know, and a lot of the theories were that they were going to tie in the other pieces, like the Silver Surfer, fi- Surfer finally... And but I, I wonder how that's gonna um, come out with all these huge corporations, you know, um, having partnerships and buying each other out. And I think they're gonna do it exactly the way it's done in the comics, where it's never gonna be the main characters that yeah. you expect to be the ones who like. It's gonna be, you know, the Karen Gillan character, Nebula. You know, all the stuff that happens in the comic books, I think, is gonna happen to some extent in 
in this, this universe, yeah, in this, yeah. in this one, you know, as so. well. Just they're gonna work it in, which I think is be great. It's like it, it won't be Captain America, or Iron Man that saves the day. It's gonna be the character. They're like, oh yeah, I remember that character from the first movie, uh-huh. and they've uh, from the first Guardians of the Galaxy for the first Thor movie, and it's like they've slowly been built up to be a much bigger part than what we thought they would be. So. It should. I feel like, uh, yeah, it, it should be interesting. I mean, obviously, it's it's probably going to blow every box office. Like, half the world watches these films, so yeah. I feel like it's it's going to be pretty massive. And it's coming up too. It's like soon. Uh, they moved the date up, right? So it's end uh, they of April. Had to. They did it last year um, too. So I'm sure just everyone's going to lose their shit over it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, then you know what? I read an article recently. Um, Ang Lee's new movie. Yeah, you sent me that article. Yeah, and I really want to talk about it because I I can envision what it's going to look like, but it's wild because he's doing it in 3D, 4DX, and it's shot at 120 uh, frames per second. So in the article explained how this would like create this this like ring, I guess, around you. So it's more like you're inside this movie, and it it's wild to hear about like, because you know uh, sometimes 3D can be. Um, dorky but there, you know what i mean like uh, you see avatar but yeah like, i just was expecting a different you know what i mean like <laughs> avatar and stuff like that and like you you think of it a certain way but uh what was that movie hugo mm-hmm. um was excellent because it uses you know dimension um it adds this like whole dimension in the film so i'm interested to see and ang lee obviously you know um we know his films and it's just like i think he might be the perfect director to kind of set that atmosphere so, but you know, know. it's funny because I was talking. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Oh, I was. Oh. Uh, you're. You, it's funny because I was actually talking about James Cameron earlier today because I was saying <laughs> how like no, I was, and because we were talking about like um, you know how he has this ability to get you so engrossed in a film that you you overlook the stupid shit that's going on. Yeah. It, like The Abyss or Terminator Two or Titanic. I hate Titanic, but what I guess what I'm trying to say is that he's lost that gift because I mean Avatar. I saw that in the theater and I saw it twice, 3D beautiful yeah i've watched it here's the problem with that movie though and the 3d is fantastic and it was a game uh, uh, a game changer but when you watch it at home and you watch about 3d it is a terrible film yeah so the 3d is only is the only thing it's going for because somebody was like dances with wolves with the avatars and dance with wolves dune all yeah it's like a million different stories because somebody had asked me they're like it's the same story recycled constantly right because somebody tried to tell me that in aliens bill paxton carries the movie and i was like i love bill paxton but sigourney weaver yeah yeah you know and they're like yeah, you know, like the best part of the fucking movie, like the one character, one person who has like so much going on in that movie. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Yeah, I didn't think of that. I was like, "Yeah, of course you didn't, because you wouldn't have said that if you had thought of it." And they're like, "What do you think about Sigourney Weaver in Avatar?" I was like, "Nobody in Avatar was good, you know." Yeah, <laughs> and even people who are great, and everybody in that movie is fantastic, except for that fucking guy who was the lead, who I can't stand. Yeah, who was in Terminator? He has like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Sam something. Yes, he was in Terminator. He was in Clash of the Titans remake. Yeah. Shit, I forgot about that. I don't like Awful. him. I saw that in the movie theater and I was so upset. I don't like him. I don't. Uh, yeah, because and he sucked. He, is he does. Not, has he done anything lately? Yeah, he I does. Hope not. He did like I think he did like some weird religious like mm. Hallmarky, mm. oh, Hallmark. Nicholas Sparks type like film. You know, God. Uh, yeah, whatever. He's garbage. 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 Um. So the funny thing is that we had, you know, I I the movie we were watching. I I we t- you know when we were doing a misery episode we talked about it. Um before we were recording and I had actually ordered it. Yeah. And then Carrie came over to, you know, and well, she, yeah. 
out of the blue mentions this movie. Because this was a referral. And this is why, I, it, and it's fun because, you, you know, we get suggestions, but when we get more than one of the same one, you're we're like, okay. So, yeah, and it, it all tied together because when I was in Finland, my friend Ryan was the one who was like, hey, um, have you ever heard of this movie? I just watched it. Um, you know, Max told me about it. And I was like, oh, no. And then it just so happens that my friend in Sweden also worked with, like, the, the sound producer um, and the music producer of this film and um, Breaking Point. And it's so, like, this weird film that, like, I had connections with with all my friends that I never really knew about. Right. And Carrie, like, brought it up out of the blue, being like, hey, have you guys ever heard of... Um they call her One Eye. Yeah, and she said it was one of her favorite movies. Right, and I was like, that's so fucking weird, because it, was, it wasn't like we, you know, we, we saw it coming. So I've tried to show this movie to so many people, and I talk about it all the time, and most people fall asleep, and I realize we have the censored version tonight, yeah. And so I did feel like, okay, there is stuff missing. But this movie really brings you into it. I feel like the cinematography is awesome. And I feel like, you know, it's just one of those movies that I feel is so true to life. <laughs> and it's so scary in that sense that I'm like, I don't want to be sex trafficking and forced to do heroin. That <laughs> doesn't sound awesome to me. So you get to really learn from this movie, I think. <laughs> you sure. know, as it's, it being it's scary, kind of like a, like a powdered... Um, like sexy way of introducing <laughs> human trafficking like i i really like it but the costumes are fucking sick man right and and yeah. it's it's kind of a rough movie to watch i mean the the well the, i mean it depends on your scale of roughness no, no, we had I, this I, conversation at your birthday too because someone was like i want to watch horrible films and so we're trying to suggest based on the scale of like, oh, what yeah. our own horrible films are my you know we're RC like was serbian fucking my, yeah we're well, like oh you really want to be fucking yeah well, my friend rc offended. was like i was like you know and it's funny because we were me and steve were talking about it because he was there too and, and we were like you know rc was like i want to see something like really horrible and we're like i was like scary or disturbing he's like disturbing and they there it got really quiet in the in the apartment <laughs> and then after after everybody left it was just like me and steve and a few other people so he was like what the fuck is going on with rc that he's asking for disturbing <laughs> movies but no i meant like i mean this movie just what i'm about to describe yeah like the, the plot wise is. is is very disturbing it's a a young girl who gets raped as a child so a, as a result she becomes mute and then when she's, I don't know if we, we ever find out how much older she is at this point. It's 15 years from whenever that happens. Okay, so. Okay. so she's like, 20, know, early 20s. Yeah. yeah. But she looks very young, yeah. you know. And, and she's beautiful. I mean, this woman was, this, this actress is beautiful. But she gets, she's, she meets, she, she's mute. She's going to the city to, to go see a doctor. And this creepy guy named Tony picks her up. And, you know, first you're thinking, like, Tony doesn't seem like such a bad guy. No, not you're thinking. Mickey <laughs> he's giving only. Her, he's giving her a ride to the city. He takes her out to dinner. He had bad facial hair. I know, hair. I know, I know. He had a chin strap in the 70s. Yeah. That is just call for yeah, alarm. He, is, he has yeah. all the scary red flags that yes. you need to pick up on. That's yeah. number one. And, he had gloves on. In and the I car. Think, oh, I think there's something. <laughs> what I, what I, one of the things I liked about the movie, and I, all joking aside, I mean, yes, you can know from the get go. If it wasn't the music queuing you off, it is the weird, like, oh, we're looking for a fucking sleaze bag. Let's go for all the obvious, like, you know, yeah. tropes. But what I like about it is that she comes off, she's very innocent and very trusting. And so, of course, you know, she gets in the car. She writes something. I really wish you could see what she writes down in the in the during the dinner scene. Like, is she explaining that she's mute? Well, yeah, because he says I, like, yeah. "Oh, you take the cake for being quiet." So she writes down like, 
I'm fucking mute, dude. Yeah. You know, Idiot. I can't talk. Yeah. Hello. Stop plowing me with drinks. And that's why he puts his hand like, oh, I'm so sincere. I'm such a great yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, I found the I best so he, because she can't. Right. He, uh, he yeah. takes her back to his apartment and he shoots her up with heroin. She sleeps for four days. She wakes up. She tries to run away. He knocks her down. He shoots her up with heroin. She sleeps for another four days. Yeah, you're like, oh my god, Some dude. Really and good they shit. didn't even change her clothes. They just sort of like, yeah. It was probably really it was, the reality was would have been a grim. lot messier. But yeah, she ends Bad up becoming doors. a. Uh, <laughs> he ends up using her as a prostitute, and at one point, uh, and it's a great scene too. When she gets her, like, first off, every guy in this movie, not every guy, but ninety five percent of the guys in the movie are complete dirtbags. Like, yeah, knock on the door, she opens it. Take off your clothes. And it's like, are you fucking... And so she scratches that guy Take in the off. face. That's my favorite part yeah. where immediately... And then he just was like, oh, and he runs away. Like, that's God my for life. Yeah. I can't go see my wife. Burr, burr, burr. Um, you fucking wanted to go to a prostitute. This exactly. is what you get. Exactly. And yeah, so there was, there was like some um, extended violence that we mm-hmm. didn't get to see. But one of the most notable scenes is the use of the cadaver. Yeah. When he takes out her eye. Right. So that part, they... And it's folklore. Oh, that's they use why it, they call her yeah, one eye. They... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they use they actually use a dead body um, instead of having a prop, so that's yeah. always interesting. I guess they put makeup on it, and then they were just like yoink, like playing around with this dead body on set. That's fine. Because you guys were like just it getting near the eye, and I was sitting there going, "Now I love eye gouges. Something's missing." I right don't. Now, yeah, you I, know? it's it's the. I, I don't really either. Oh, I mean, it's so unsettling. That's why I love it. Don't fuck with like my when eyes. The, like when the Italians do it, and like zombie, or I think it's just yeah. full. You know. Fulci does it the most, but like whenever an eyeball yeah. gets popped, I'm like, ah! Wizard of Gore has a great yeah. eye scene. That's yeah. what really started it for me. And then it was like zombie, and I was like, ooh, who else gouges eyes? Right, you know? right. <laughs> um, yeah, so just what you were saying. Oh, well, about the, the use, and then also what was cut was a large part of the sex scenes or rape scenes, yeah. um, which I the... guess were, so uh, I guess in an interview with like Film Bazaar, uh, she said that it was a a couple like who I guess uh, were known as like Romeo and Juliet and they were live sex performers and porn stars and stuff like that. So a lot of that was moved in um, into the film. But And those again, people are cut. very natural at what they do in those scenes. I'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back then there wasn't really a lot of shame around like how your genitalia looked apparently. So Especially it was just, like, through Europe though too. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like people free Bush, man. Well, that's one of the reasons why, <laughs> man, I, I, I jumped the gun on the wrong line there. But one of the reasons why I was so, I mean, when Jess suggested this movie, I, one of the reasons why I was so interested was because it was banned in Sweden. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck had to have been going on in this movie for it to be banned in Sweden? Because in the 60s and 70s, they fucking cornered the market and like, you know, I am curious yellow, I am curious blue, like all these like sexy, like, I mean, like, when I was a kid and my parents would watch farm films all the time, I loved watching Swedish films because it was like, oh, this full frontal. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> hands down. Like, And you didn't see that in movies, but you get them in Swedish films. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this movie that it's got to be it's got to be banned? And, you know, of course, we didn't see the the, mm-hmm. the lives, the real sex you acts. Know what? I think it actually has a lot to do, though, with the opening thought of a young girl yeah. getting raped yeah. by some creepy homeless dude. Yeah. You know, that has really disgusting shit coming out of his mouth before he rapes her. Yeah. Yeah. They never so come, they really never tie into that. You they know? never, yeah, they're just And like, he literally is trying gross. to say bye to her as, you know, they're taking him away, and which bye-bye. is so fucked up in itself, you know? Yeah, and well, it's <laughs> funny because the, the, well, it's not funny, but the moment that scene happened, Jess immediately asked you if you had seen Which You Came From the Sea, which we'd watched for, I think, our second or third episode, maybe fourth, and there's a very similar scene. Yeah, that, I mean, 
There's child a lot of awkwardness. Yeah, I mean, like again, it's still. I mean, this one was actually. This is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this scene was more tastefully done than it. Than yeah, what you came from the scene, where you're just like, oh my god. Like, and yeah, then you find out that it was like Buck Flowers' daughter who's like, he, I mean, I don't yeah, and it was his, also his own yeah, weird yeah. trauma that he was. Oh, kind yeah, of the screenwriter back. was working through a yeah. lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. So, you know, it's, it, it, yeah, I mean, but this one I was just like, oh, I don't, I know what he's doing. I don't need to see it. Like, we get it, you know? Yeah. Um, But then, of course, after, so she's been, she's just subjected to this garbage shit. And like, you know, to the point where it's like almost like she reverts to like an animal. Like a very, you know, like there's that scene where, like, you know, her other. I also, the, yeah, the yeah, like a different person, but also, um, I kind of like in this movie where they don't take her off heroin, like no, 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 they just they keep yeah. her on. No, but there was that scene where, like, you know, the other prostitute that she's friends with, like, you know, she's left town or she's left this, you know, and when yeah. the girl when she goes into the the room and sees this mattress covered in blood, she like puts her face up to it. And you were like, oh my god! And I was like, that to me was like, she has got she like at this point she's not even like a she's been so degraded that she's not even yeah. a real person, and then she starts becoming a real person again by fucking learning. She's the true fight or flight because she tries to run, tries to run. Guess what? I'm going to fucking take your eye, bitch. You mm -hmm. know, I'm going to make you so submissive. And she never does. Yeah. She stands her fucking ground. You know what I mean? So all her breaks, she comes back from. Yeah, there's a You know, and that's what's so powerful because I think so many people are like, oh, it would break you. You wouldn't. And she was like, no, either that's my end result. I get shot in the fucking head. Right. Or do I fucking try and stick up for myself? Well, you know? I mean, there's this really fantastic over like so overly dramatic scene where she like goes to her like hometown to see her parents and just sees yeah. the, the, the two the down the dirt road yeah of like the funeral procession of her parents and you're just like and that's what like, makes her go like fuck you fuck this i'm gonna learn karate from weird chuck norris dude i'm gonna <laughs> learn driving from weird guy i'm going to learn how to shoot from some guy who's dressed up like boris badenoff from like He's fucking <laughs> rocky and bullwinkle and then uh, get drugs from some guy that I swear to God I've seen before a million times, but I can't figure it out. And she becomes this fucking like. And then doesn't she like? Isn't she learning like, like weird like, uh, not like Krav Maga, but like type something of that nature, like in the woods yeah, with those like two real like, time. Yeah, like that combat. fucking yeah. And then she goes, you know, on she a fucking becomes a killer, right? And, and <laughs> I don't know. I, I you know it's funny because this movie predates uh, Ms. Forty Five and, and Savage Streets, but. Uh, I also think it's like one of the first rape revenge films where it's the victim getting the revenge as opposed to like Last House on the Left where it's the parents getting the revenge or or going back to Sweden, you know, like because Last House on the Left is a remake of Igmar Bergman's uh, Virgin Spring. Same story, you know, but like, it's not, you know, more of a period piece, but same thing, parents getting revenge for the, the death and the defilement of their daughter, you know? And so it's like, this was the... F I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, there's well, the not grave. Yeah, I was just going to say... Which happened in 1980. Oh, okay. And this is uh, 70... I thought that was 70... No, this is 73. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. Is like, I feel like this is one of those movies, you know... Oh, oh, it's not like... It's nobody's getting the revenge for her. It's her getting her revenge for yeah. herself. Which I think is kind of a big deal. Yeah. Questions? Comments? You guys are... I mean, I haven't investigated enough to really call it the first. Oh, I'm the king so. of rape revenge films. I'm just kidding. I didn't. Oh well, know. that's. <laughs> I I know, but I mean, here's one thing I did notice though. Um, and I don't know. Maybe there's like a. It's supposed to be a metaphor, but in Ms. Forty Five, um, the lead character who you know the, the whole premise of that it's an Abel Ferreira film. Uh, this lead act, the lead character, she gets raped twice, um, mm -hmm. and fucking buys a gun and starts 
fucking becomes like a vigilante, like a Charles Bronson-esque like vigilante. Um, but she's mute in the movie. And then in Savage Streets, which I was talking to you about yeah. last time when we were talking about this movie, Linda Blair is going after the revenge. She's going to avenge the rape of her mute deaf sister. And it's like, is there... Are they trying to say... I, maybe I'm reading too much into it because a lot of times these directors who are making these movies are not thinking well, that far ahead. Well, it's the most vulnerable person to be. So, And it also creates this character of having no voice. So, yeah. you know what That's I mean? That's what I'm saying. Is it yeah. a plot device or is it like a metaphor for like taking away that person's voice? Yeah. I think it's a probably a bit of both. I also think that I'm giving way too much credit to some of these directors. Yeah, of course thinking, you are. I don't think I think they're like. Yeah, they're I think like, someone oh, picked that. Oh, it's easy. Oh, they're like, oh, how come she ain't uh, yelling anything? Oh, well, let's just make her a we're mute. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna write her as me. That's gonna be great. Yeah, well, um, but this was an inspiration for Ellie Driver in Kill Bill, apparently. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, I don't really see that except for the eye patch thing. Well, that's just that. I don't what think saying, it was entirely. I, yeah, it's more or less him pulling his female comeback for revenge. Yes. So that's yeah. where he pulls that he, from. I feel so. like he incorporates pieces of this, not like one thing. Like okay. yeah. Just like he does uh, the Bruce Lee movies and how he incorporated that into Kill Bill 2. Yeah. I think it's pieces of his favorite film, which we've uh, basically his films are. But Yeah, of course. They're remixes or But yeah, I could this. see him pulling uh, certain pieces of this for sure. Yeah, you know, and like I, I really love that. I mean, one of the things I think is the, the movie had a tagline of the movie that has no limits of evil. <laughs> and I just thought that was so fucking rad. Um, I just love that fucking, that, that tagline. Because, I mean, it was like what I was saying to you on, uh, on my birthday because we were talking about, and I mentioned again, I was talking about trailers, you know, and how, like, they just don't market films the way they used to. Where, like, um, The Beast Within, 1982 film, I think, where it's like the, all the trailer is is just, like, due to the shocking nature of the last 10 minutes of this movie, we can't show you. And you're like, <laughs> what the fuck? I need to see this movie. And I feel like gone are the days of like a good trailer or a good tagline that makes you go, I don't know what the fuck this movie's about, but I need to see it because I'm not supposed to, or I'm not, I'm, I need mm -hmm. to see it because I don't think, because they don't think I can handle it. You know, I remember the last time I felt that way was Antichrist. Lars von Trier was like, oh God. I remember going to see it at the new art and it was like, you know, there was like no one under 17 will be at, uh, admitted at all. And I'm like, Fuck yes. And then I get in there and I was like, this movie sucks. <laughs> but this movie did not suck. I just, um, yeah. Music. Dude, it's cool. It's like really unnerving mm -hmm. um, in a lot of places. <laughs> it yeah. really builds so much suspense in the it movie. It does. It's and it's like also character. annoying too. So yeah. you're like, you're kind of on edge right. yeah. while watching these scenes. And it's like also um, really poignant to, to the scene. Well, especially too, because it does the POV. You know what I mean? So then you have the music yeah. that comes in to fill that like, oof. Right. I did like that, like that, um, how they're looking at her and how she's looking at them constantly yeah. and how her view, especially it's like almost a fish eye, a fish eye. They kind of look like, you know, yeah. overbearing and looking at her, like her uncle or whatever father that was taking care of her <laughs> when he was walking with her, we were all like, Ugh. yeah, it really everybody. It does look like everybody's about is down to do her. To no yeah. Um, Just sizing her up constantly. Yeah, and and you know it's like because you I remember you said you you had said earlier that like you liked the fact that they don't really gloss it up like when she even though she's on this whole revenge kick she's still she's still addicted to heroin because yeah. of this I also kind of I mean I say, I gotta choose this properly phrases properly I don't I think it was interesting and kind of a cool choice that they had that not 
all of her abusers are not all men. There was that one woman who was like, yeah. re- I mean, like, I think she was even creepier than most because, like, yeah. she'll yeah. smack her around and then, like, latch her lips onto hers and make the weirdest suckling noises. Yeah, like- <laughs> and it's just <laughs> okay, like, like, oh, God, I can always this lady. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I really thought that was interesting because it's, you know, uh, obviously the guys are fucking dirtbags and they're douchebags or anything like that. But it was interesting to me that they had one of the the people that are terrible to her be a, a fucking woman, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so it's not just limited to guys wearing stupid, sh- you know, underwear with tigers on them. Uh, N- Jesus Christ. Because that, that guy. you know, doesn't happen. <laughs> but I think that goes back to like really trying to make her submit yeah. and she doesn't. No, you I know? Like that, yeah. And that's kind of where it comes yeah. from. It's like, it's going to come. You've got no fucking friends. And guess what? What are you going to take it? You going to take it? Yeah. You going to take it? Or are you going to stand up for yourself? You know, and, and I don't know, you would, uh, and, you had said that maybe this got censored, but the ending, the the final revenge, you know, uh, against Tony. Um, God, Tony is such a dirtbag from the get go. He really is. Like, oh I mean, yeah, from I, the get go. I, I mean, like I was jo- <laughs> obviously I was joking the whole time, just like I was joking about the photographer. I'm like, look, man, he's just trying to take some pictures. He's an artist. Look, he's just trying to take his clothes to the office. He's, he's trying to get comfortable. But no, I mean, like again, everybody's a dirtbag. But there's um, there was a rem- there's something reminiscent, you know, later on, years later, in the original Mad Max. The last, I don't know if you guys remember that or if you've ever seen it, but the way he, the last revenge act is like that prolonged, like, I have a problem, I mentioned this when we were watching it, like movies, like shows like Game of Thrones or movies where it's like, this, this a good character is subjected to so much garbage and like such humiliation and degradation and like, and in the case of Game of Thrones, a lot of times they get killed horrifically. I'm thinking of like, uh, what was his name who gets fucking smashed and shattered into like fucking pieces on the fucking, by the mountain. That scene fucked me up, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That really seemed really fucking up. And it's like all these good people in Game of Thrones are these characters you root for get, you know, they get horrific deaths. And then all the bad guys, you're like, man, I, I wouldn't, I, at this point, I wouldn't mind seeing Joffrey, like, get drawn and quartered or, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, oh, he just. Yeah, but it's realistic because life is not fair. I, get, I, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is that, like, I, I do, one of the things I like about this movie is, like, for, you know, with the, with the, the, the photographer, the nude photographer, the fucking even the tiger shorts guy who should have been killed. I like for those that it's under- centered in realism, is what. It, yeah. Because like she trained yeah. for forever. Oh yeah. No, in order one. to do this, instead of her like all of a sudden gaining these like this strength, like no, it was it was like yeah. meditated. She was like, okay, I have to get myself out of this, and Except I have to train for, myself. Yeah, I guess I'm saying is that like I, you know those guys get killed pretty quickly, right? But it's Tony who gets like a really fucking you know, and it, it was very similar in, in the scene yeah. in Mad Max where it's like. You know, uh, the last person he goes after gets this really fucking kind of, you know, pretty gruesome torture. Um, not so much you don't see it, but the Im- implication, you're like, oh, that's fucked up. Uh, the one thing that I never understood about this movie when we were watching it is <laughs> at one point she I mean, steals a, f- a cop car. <laughs> and she just, yeah. she basically I kind of like the, it. But I don't understand. Because she's a psych, she's on heroin, dude. You know what I mean? She's like lost her mind. And then she, people are coming, and she's like, get the fuck out of my way, and she does not care what happens to them. Yeah. It, she wouldn't be stopped, so nothing was going to stop her. I, and that's fair. It just Like I said, it reminded me of like every time I used to play like a Grand Theft Auto game, and I would steal a cop car <laughs> and just drive around the city just causing all this vehicular yeah. mayhem with the siren running until I get either get chased down by a helicopter or I, I take the, the car into a fucking the water and everything like that. To me, it was just like, wait, why is she doing this? She's just running people off the road. I mean, and she's not just running them off the road. She's running them off the road into the other things where they explode. And it's like, 
man, imagine that would be the last thing you saw is like, you know, you're driving, you look over, and this girl <laughs> with one eye driving a cop car just glares at you, and the next thing you know, boom, you're ex- I you mean, know. that's kind of a sick way to go. Man, it is pretty rad. You know what? It's because those people didn't fucking pull over for her. So, you know what? Yeah, honestly, died. a okay. lot of those cars, uh, not that I really, uh, ambulance, <laughs> yes, but cops, I'm like, fuck. Another thing I know uh, I, I And yeah My favorite part Is when she fucked Those two cops up <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean she really does it's And it's all In slow motion it's, Yeah It's painfully slow. slow motion Yeah Like five minutes long Slow motion Yeah but it did make The blood look really cool When they It like, did And I also read this They, they I, I read you know, I think you read this too That like They made her take out A life insurance policy Because they were shooting Real bullets at certain points Uh huh I'm like are you Fucking kidding me Like um that's insane. Like nobody should ever have to fucking like. I know, do that, but do that you know, for a fucking movie, you know. Um, she trained too. I guess she like took karate classes and like. Yeah, I mean, she got out of the industry apparently, and yeah. she became like now she's like the co. She's the editor of like a magazine that like, her husband was an mm-hmm. editor of, and then he passed away, and she's taken over. Uh, she is beautiful in this movie, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was just one of those things where it's like, right from the get go, you're like, I don't want. I mean, not that you should want anything to happen to anybody anyway, based off of. You know, physical appearance, but like they really play up like the doe, like the doe-eyed, you know, innocent. Like, oh man, she's she looks so sweet. I don't want her anything bad to happen to her. And then, I guess she did her own driving in the film. Fuck yeah, she did. <laughs> um, the other thing, the only my only complaint really about this movie, aside from the fact, I'm actually okay with the fact that we saw a, a censored version. Yeah, just because like. I just don't, yeah. I I, I'm interested in seeing the uncensored version. It seems lame. But I don't think the, whether, regardless of whether it's uncensored or censored, it's going to explain how apparently everybody in Sweden is a phone call away from your apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, the Tony doctor. calls the doctor, and then he hangs up the phone, knock, knock, knock. And but he like, said that was quick. Yes. Uh, and then I was like, okay, cool. All right, so that, I'll They're, let that one go. They addressed But then it. he calls those two fucking, like, he calls that guy. He's like, send them over, blah, blah, blah. I need to, like, you know, they need to kill somebody. He hangs up. And then the two assassins show up, like, a minute later and it's like fuck like is it <laughs> is there is there and then like and at one point when she like when she mails tony the letter to like challenge him to a duel i imagine she mailed the letter to him and he got it the same day like everything <laughs> in sweden happens super fast they're efficient they are efficient yeah. we should take a and and but <laughs> again somebody gets blown away in the suburbs Two two shotgun blasts i know i think three maybe actually cuz like just one in the head one in the chest one in the back and then nobody shows up. But you you kill two fucking douchebags in a warehouse. In a warehouse and yeah. then fucking the police show up and it's like, man, they have some fucked up priorities. <laughs> um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I really I think I really liked it. Good. I do wanna I have to we have to talk about breaking point too. Yeah, actually is, let's talk about that for like a second. Like only a, other film. Is it the only other film that guy I'm did? pretty sure it's only two films that he's done and it's this and breaking point. <laughs> Just sent me a clip. Well, as it were, yeah. of, of this of a scene from that movie, and just said "coffee break," and or I think it's like it says, yeah. Like that. And I was like, I watched it. I was like, oh man, okay. So the guy's just sitting. He's just hunched over the toilet. Is he like pooping? Is he peeing? Is he just sad? And then he like he has the cup and he like puts saran wrap <laughs> over it. I was like, oh, what's he? I was like so out of it. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. And then the next thing you know, like, and then he brings it to a work and he gives it to a coworker and he's like, I made you some co- a coffee. And a coworker was like. All right, cool. Let's just start drinking. Look, first off, in my office, if someone's like, "I made you coffee," be like, "Go fuck yourself." You don't know how I like my coffee. I like it black, by the way, uh, but I still wouldn't yeah. drink it. And so she drinks it. She looks all like, "Ooh," I was like, "Man, he must have poisoned her." And then I watched it again. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" Yeah, there's no poison in there. Well, there's there's a 
present. <laughs> There's a baby in there. He left. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it's his other film, which is, um, I guess, equally disturbing. It's about, you know, a misogynist serial killer who rapes and murders women. Um, so there you go. <laughs> Director hates women. I don't think he does. He's working through some shit. Uh, I don't think every director that has a uh, subject matter like this hates women. No, when you got two in a row. I don't know. Look at um, Argento. <laughs> I think Argento hates women. Yeah, I, do I think. Too. And I mean, I think. If you I don't think he. I don't think like this. I don't know. I feel like I could make this movie. I don't hate women. Yes, right. But would you make two of them? I would make. I well, yeah. Okay. Maybe he really cares about the violence against women, so he's like, "Look at all my crazy ass movies." Maybe just good ideas that sell money. Yeah, because well, everyone else that's hates why women. They're called exploitation Maybe. Films. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it? Argento totally hates women, by the way. He probably does. Yeah, His when you watch Phenomena and like Jennifer Connelly's talking about how her, about that. Yeah, how her father left, or her mother left. Uh, same thing with Dario Argento. So I think he just go went and got revenge on every single woman he was close to. Dario Nicolotti, his fucking daughters. Yeah. Because I rewatched Demons and his other daughters in that too. And there's one scene where she's crawling around on the <laughs> the floor of the theater, and this thing comes on top, like whatever, and just completely covers her in just like this pink disgusting blood and you're just like <laughs> that's your that, I mean not that he directed it but still he was like oh my daughter can be in that yeah like, he produced it and he was like eh, no no let's put my daughter in there and it's like dude it's your fucking daughter she did not want to act after that after demons and phenomena yeah. she was like done and then you know Fuck off, Argento was yeah. like I'll do it and and look where we are with her huh. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Perry Oh, I just thought I should mention that Luke Perry died while oh, we yeah, were. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about that on here. We did on the the Instagram, but Star of I was actually really sad about that because he always seemed like a solid guy. Like, there's not many of them in Hollywood. Yeah, and so so everybody says he's there's and you know and, and especially in an era where we're like there's so many um, horrible stories we're finding out. Like, I think what was it yesterday we found that Aunt Becky has been. Fucking oh God, over like the USC, the USC scandal, you know. Yeah, Aunt Becky. Fuck you, Aunt Becky. You know what? I never liked her. Well, I don't like her now. That's <laughs> not true. I literally liked the Back to the Beach and uh, and some other movies that she was in. But Luke Perry seemed like a cool dude. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, he, he was. He has the best lines in the movie. He really does. I love Pee Wee in it, but Luke Perry. He was in Oz too. Okay, so that's what I. The first thing I thought really? of when they said yeah. he died, I thought of the scene. He was like a the preacher. The only thing, thing I remember from Oz is they buried him alive in a wall, yeah, right? Was, and he's like singing all these like church things, like crying as he's like being boarded up, and he's gonna die in this wall, and that's how his character dies off. And I was like, no joke. I was like, why do you do this to me, brain? Why is the first thing you hear someone you like die, and you think of this scene where they're being? <laughs> Really? Because I thought when I, when I heard like, Luke Perry died, I thought of the line that both Jess and I posted on the yeah. Instagram without even realizing it, which is when he's like, you're like the guy, Buffy. You're like the chosen guy. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn, I love that line. That or when he's talking to Pee Wee, he says, are you addressing I? And I'm like, you fucking, <laughs> you slick son of a bitch. Um, you are fantastic in that movie. And uh, I guess he was really good in Riverdale. I never, I haven't watched I heard, episode, I, yeah, I heard it was, I leave channel five on for my cats to watch the news. And I had it, you know, when I came home and I sat down and I looked up at the TV and it was him and he's talking to this other character. And I had this moment of being like, 
oh, you're forever in time here. So yeah. thank you for that. But then I was like, how sad. You've passed away. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's because he was younger on the yeah. younger side. So And he wasn't a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So nobody was conflicted about him. It was like, yeah, he's a douchebag, but he did this, but he did this. It's like, no, Luke Perry wasn't a douchebag. He was just like a God. Yeah, I like because no, he I, I he had this interview about his relationship with uh, Star Arquette. Oh, uh, and, uh, Alexis Arquette. Alexis Arquette. Yeah. Um, and there was a story about how like he, someone, like you know, was trying to mix up his words, and uh, he kind of just shut them down because they were like, oh, like they, you said you love them, you said you love our Alexis, and you know, he was like, yeah, I do. We have a relationship. That's my friend. I love them, and I'll always love them, no matter what. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Oh my god!" No, no, that see that got me. That that story got me. But yeah. what got really got me was Rosanna Arquette's tweet about like you know. Oh, about the I relationship fucking, with the family. Oh my god, that's when I was like that. And Alexis, like in heaven yeah. together. Yeah. I actually met Alexis Arquette. You did? Oh yeah. No, I was I was running karaoke for uh, the uh, the Happy Madison Christmas oh, party. Oh really? And. Uh, Alexis Arquette was, you know, really, I mean, not just the character she plays in, in Wedding Singer, apparently, like, loves karaoke, yeah. but would get up and do these, like, really vulgar, like, she would just change the lyrics of all, of all the songs, and, uh-huh. like, at one point, like, she was about to do a song, and she was telling me what she was going to do, I was like, oh, that's great, it's awesome, and then this little girl went up before her, and we both just looked at each other, and we're like, oh, fuck, like, how, <laughs> and then I was just like, just, just do it anyway, she's like a little, you know, I mean, like, it's a Christmas party, you know, like whatever. Let her parents worry about it. Yeah. Like Sarah gets up, apologizes first, and then goes into this like horrifically vulgar version of some <laughs> song. Uh, and it was hilarious. Mm. And like constantly like show, like throwing looks at me, being like, What am I what the fuck? You know, like and just like <laughs> I like wide eyes, and I'm just laughing hysterically. And I was like, Alexis Arquette's really fucking cool. Yeah. So Oh man. Yeah. Uh I don't know what else to say. I know. R.I.P. Luke Perry. I think that's ending on a high note. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're on Spotify now. Yes, we are. We're on Spotify now, so you can find us fucking anywhere. So if you're not listening to us on Spotify right now, you know that you can go back and listen to us on Spotify right now. Yeah. And listen to other episodes we've done on Spotify right now. Yeah, they're all on there. All on there. And everything yeah. that's going to happen is going to be on Spotify. And it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, just look us up. Video Vampires. And... And Sucker Punch Co. Yay. Check it out. Buy a Prince jacket. Buy a Hellraiser jacket. Buy the Hellraiser Prince oh, jacket. I put out a patch for oh. Jessica. It's oh, a yes. ride or die Our, roller coaster club. Yeah. And so this is Jessica's patch. And yes. I just put it out. So you can get her awesome, amazing death on a roller coaster patch there. Yeah. All right. Please. I think it's a good way to end the episode. Yeah. That and Legend of Billie Jean fucking rules. <laughs> good night. Reaper Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> When cruelty knows no bounds, when evil knows no limits, revenge strikes with its most frightening power. They called her one eye, then ran for their lives. We've got a peck of trouble. Frigga killed one of her regular clients yesterday. And I'm betting she's out to get the three of us. They robbed her of speech. They brutalized her body. And when they had finished, she used what was left to repay every blow with her own terrible kind of revenge.
Find out where she's getting her stuff and set her up. Then get rid of her. Your most fearful nightmares, the most cruel sights you have ever seen, cannot match the shock of this motion picture experience. Oh!